Welcome back to another episode of Beer and Backfire. I am Corey, and with me as always is Jordan for this uh, slightly different episode. We're going to be recapping a track event at Dominion Raceway that Jordan was at a little while ago. Back Um, on the 7th, I believe. And I was lucky enough to be part of his pit crew for a little while and uh, record some trackside audio. So we're going to play it back for you, or what what is good enough to play back for you, where... um, I was basically standing on the wall recording as sessions were going on, including one that Jordan was in, and I had some questions because this was my first event of that nature where I knew somebody on the inside that was going to be able to actually answer them. So um, I think what we're going to do is play back what I recorded and uh, have Jordan answer some of my questions. Welcome back yet again to the Beer and Backfire podcast. Uh, It's just Corey right now. I'm without my cohorts because Jordan is either preparing to or currently driving on to the track here at Dominion. Uh, I am recording from a wall (laughs) on the side of, I'm actually not even sure what turn this is, but I thought that I would sit here and try to potentially catch some uh, background noise. I'm a little amazed actually, I'm only about... 30 yards away from the outside of a turn here, and uh, it's pretty good. Uh, there's quite a few interesting cars on track. Not sure if you could just hear that one that just went by, but it was a rather beautiful looking uh, white Porsche. I think that was a GT3, but I'm not 100% sure. Definitely seems like he's the fastest guy out there right now. Uh, he's taking this turn at a very interesting, in a very interesting line that, uh, nobody else seems to be doing and uh, it just kind of shows well at least what to me seems like quite a bit more experience than most of the other people that are out here right now but apologize if it is uh, very windy this might even be totally unusable but uh, I'm gonna try to get some uh, sounds of the track here so I just looked at a track map and we are right at turn seven, right at the beginning of turn seven, and uh, Jordan's heat just started. So here he comes, actually. He is right behind a, uh, uh, looks like a late model Camaro, uh, green. Uh, and he seems very frustrated that the Camaro does not seem to want to go as fast as he does. I'm not sure what the stipulations of this um, heat are, if they're allowed to do you know any sort of passing or anything like that. I know he does have, they, they do have instructors in the in the vehicles with them, so again, I'm not quite sure, but... Um. It was actually a fourth-gen Camaro. I looked it up um, a little while later. <laughs> that, that bugged me. I, couldn't, I could not remember the exact year or, or generation. Anyways, little context. Continue. So the way it works is... I don't remember which session this was. There's four, there's four sessions during the day, and... They're roughly like an hour and a half or two hours apart, and each session lasts for about 30 minutes on track. There are four different run groups. There's like a red group, a green group, a blue group, and a black group. I don't remember what what is specifically each one, but basically there's the beginner group, which is the green group, which I was in, for like, you know, novices that have instructors ride with them. Then there's like a group for intermediate drivers that usually get an instructor for the first session and then if the instructor deems that it's cool they can go out solo for the rest of the session and then the other two groups are various levels of more experienced drivers you you, you mentioned questions about 
passing rules. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first, uh, let, let me let me stop you for just okay. a second because it was it was unclear because I literally I hadn't I don't think I had actually talked to you really. Yeah. Because I got there right as you were getting in the car to mm-hmm. leave to go out on track, and so I didn't get to like get any previous information. <laughs> I just like basically ran over to the wall and was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," and like hit record. So I don't know any of the rules. I don't even really. I don't even. I didn't even know what the event was. I didn't oh. know if it was a circuit cross. I didn't know if it was a, a full track. I had no idea. So I just showed up to the track because Jordan was there and I was bored. So I, I had literally no information. Okay. So it was it was an HPDE day. Um, Dominion puts on single day HPDE days. Other sanctioning bodies will have track days there too. They're like you know multi day events. But when Dominion does it in house, it's usually a single day event keeps the price down so that's nice i think you showed up for my second session i think that's right little i want to tell a little story about the first session of the day because i was i had the the gopro in the car with me all day but i'm pretty sure i only actually remembered to hit the button for one session (laughs) of course yeah so on my very first session out i was behind this guy in a very modified in terms of like fiberglass wide body and like crazy front fascia yeah i I looked at this car it was a, a barracuda and i was behind this guy like a like a 70s yeah yeah like muscle car crazy old thing. school cuda um and it looked amazing and sounded amazing but i was right behind him going out on track first thing in the morning and immediately there was a problem because every time he would take a right turn or accelerate there was like crazy amounts of fuel just flying out from like right behind his left rear wheel (laughs) so like i've got my instructor in the passenger seat and i'm like so can i like drive over that like is that safe like i don't know if that's cool and he's like yeah we should probably pit in so we basically do one lap behind this guy and the first the way the sessions work is the first lap is always a a pace lap it's a slower lap just to get the cars warm um and then you can kind of you know go from there they give you the green flag. Sometimes they'll give you two two laps maybe for the first session just to kind of get you used to the track and stuff. Like if it's cold or if it's especially yeah, new people yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So literally I did one lap behind this dude and immediately pitted in and went up and talked to the officials. And they were like, well, you, you, you basically pull into the hot pits up to the, uh, the, you know, the timing tent where all the officials are. And he comes out and he's like, hey, what's going on? And we explained to him that this this car is just dumping fuel all over the track and they they i think they black flagged him and i'm not sure if he ever got the car i never saw i never saw it run again i don't think i did i only ever saw it in the pit after that so i well i mean on the one hand it feels kind of bad to like you know rat out a guy who might who's there who's paid all that money to be there but at the same time that's a very unsafe situation like i mean it's when there's fluid coming out of the car. Yeah, like, flammable fluid. Yeah, that's going to destroy the asphalt. The, yeah. yeah. So that was like the very first part of the day, which was fun. Uh, but then we went back out and uh, the passing rules. We're talking yeah. about passing yeah, rules. Yeah. So it's different for each like run group. I believe for the two more novice groups, the green group and I believe the blue I think it went green, blue, red, black. Yeah. I think black is instructors and red yeah. is like just really advanced drivers. Yeah, so you didn't you didn't make it all the way through the groups, but Okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's how I'm pretty sure that's yeah, how I got you. But so so during the green groups and I believe the blue groups, you can only pass 
on there's two passing zones at Dominion. There's the main straightaway, and then there's like the back. There's a short kind of back straight at the top of the S's right before you go down under like into the twisty corkscrew type thing to go down under the bridge. Those are the two passing zones, and you can only pass with a point by from the car in front of you. So those are the rules. So like I, I and and so I was behind the Camaro on the first lap, and we can't pass under yellow, the f- yellow flags for the first lap. So right. I couldn't have passed him, and I can only pass in those two areas. Right. I believe for the for the advanced driver group, they can pass anywhere with a point by. Yeah. And for the instructors, they can pass anywhere at any time for any reason. It's just like open, right. open track. Yeah. Uh, but it's still kind to give a point by. Yeah, I still... mean, most of them do. Yeah, most of them right, do. Right. So, let's continue and see what what else we got. And uh, there goes Adam Lyons CRV. It's probably just a um, a warm up lap. It almost looks paced. People are not seem to be going too quickly again we'll uh we'll get jordan to weigh in in a little bit but uh i'm not 100 percent sure of the structure of the uh structure of the event and how exactly uh they're allowed to go about things but so like i said i am right at the uh beginning of turn seven looking back down uh through turns uh four five and six um Pretty great view right here. Um, definitely enjoying it so far. I was looking at a track map, and uh, apparently this turn is known as Jack's Hammer, which is a pretty good name in my opinion. I think that was right. Jack's Hammer or Jack Hammer? Yep, Jack's Hammer. Okay. Back around for the second time. Here comes Jordan. Pulling up very hard behind this Camaro, who does not seem to know which pedal is the go pedal and which pedal is the woe pedal, but uh, looks like through through three, four, five, and six-ish, Jordan's car is much the faster. I think it was the fastest car on those turns. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. On those turns. Yes. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Back around again, Jordan has passed the Camaro now. Here he comes through, through seven. Beautiful R32 Golf. The Golf actually, both, there was a GTI and an R32 there, mm-hmm. and I got point buys from both of them at some point yeah. during the day, that, which blew my mind, because both of those cars have, like, way more power than I do. Yeah. That 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 R32 was gorgeous. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, one of them, I don't remember which one, one of them, either that GTI or the Golf, is, like, full caged and, like, like ready to race. Mm-hmm. Cra- like, he's all sorts of crazy mods. And the I think it I think it is the R thirty two and it's like that gorgeous blue paint. Yeah. God bless America. It's yeah. so pretty. R thirty twos are my favorite golfs. Yeah. They're so they're so cool. Yeah. So entertaining to watch Adam's CRV driving around this track. He's planted between a Miata and a Mustang, and it just looks so out of place. And uh, but the car looks settled and controllable, and uh, a lot of fun to watch. So, 
his car we've got to have him on here at some point i was yeah. gonna i was gonna try to get with him uh yesterday at summit point and get an interview with him mm-hmm. but it didn't happen maybe we'll just have him over one day but he has this we'll, we'll let him explain his car when he gets here yeah but he at summit point yesterday they were racing on shenandoah circuit mm-hmm. which is a crazy crazy circuit it's not very safe and it <laughs> but it's like it has crazy elevation change to the point where cars are almost leaving the ground but like so you come up under the bridge and there's like a, a, a jump and it, the cars almost leave the ground and then they come back down and into a little dip which, for, which is the hard braking zone for a miniature version of the Nürburgring's carousel yeah yeah. and watching his CRV go through there was amazing I'm sure I'm sure he there on right before I left this morning he was on track uh, and he was stuck behind a gray Acura RSX mm-hmm. uh, Type S, I think. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, a Fiat 500 a barf closing <laughs> in on him, about to pass him. So he finally gets around this Integra or uh, Integra uh, RSX, and within from the time he passes him to going under the bridge, I counted how much time that was. It was about half of a lap, mm-hmm. and he put nine seconds on the RSX. <laughs> which is nuts. <laughs> I could not believe it. There was one part where he like he passed two cars in one go in a freaking CRV, like yeah. a stock engine CRV. Yeah. It's crazy. It, the guy's a really good driver, and his the way he's got that thing set up is really nice. Yeah, so his, we're gonna have to have him out here on the on the podcast. Yeah, soon. I agree. His CRV is amazing. Jordan has now basically doubled his lead or maybe even more on this Camaro that he passed. It's just entertaining. I mean, I shouldn't really be surprised that a stripped and prepped, you know, track car with some nice tires is outperforming a what looks to be unprepared Camaro. Speaking of Camaros... Mm -hmm. This weekend in one of the races I watched, um, it was a multi-class race, and one of the classes was a bunch of spec Miatas, there was a B-spec race, so it was a bunch of Minis, Fits, and Fiestas, and then there was another group which had like Camaros and I think RX-8s and some other stuff in it, okay. and there was, I was shocked at how, maybe it's because they're so constrained by the rule set, they can't really take advantage of what that platform has to offer from in terms of mods, but... Like even like the beast bat cars were kind of pretty much lunching these these Camaro like race cars. I, I couldn't are, believe it. Are we talking about the same generation of Camaro? Yeah, like like, the, uh, like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Camaros, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they can be great, but I guess until you do a lot to them, they're just they're they're kind of behind. I I have heard conflicting reports on those cars because like I, I some people I have heard say they're like one of the greatest track cars that you can have, and then other people disagree with that. So it's maybe like, it's maybe it's like if you if you're racing in such a way where you can do certain things to the suspension and stuff. Potentially, yeah, yeah. That maybe these classes don't allow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just crazy to me to watch Fitz pass Camaros. Yeah, and the. What I love about those cars is that the it's it's kind of like the Corvette in that the engine is set so far back in the chassis yeah. that it's almost entirely behind the front wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the spark the, the the front spark plugs are on the front axle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the first bank, anyways. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of wild. There's one that's that's autocrossed for a long time with VMSC. That's 
that's always been very impressive to watch. He it's a big car and he he throws that thing around is it, there. Is it red? I think it's like a that burnt rusty orange color. Mm-hmm. But no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But. I'm actually a little amazed at the volume levels right now. I was expecting I think a lot more uh, a lot more noise, but uh, it's surprisingly mild and pleasant. I think the loudest thing out there it's a nice Mustang. You might have just got a little nice rumble there, but I think the loudest thing out there right now is a is a Honda Fit of all things. Um, dude's driving the shit out of that car, but uh, I think it's definitely the loudest vehicle out there. Ooh, and the Mustang that was following Adam is now absent. Not sure what happened there. Oh, I see him on the main street now. He must have just pulled off to maybe talk to the instructor, or maybe he went off somewhere, who knows? Be interesting to find out. Looks like Jordan passed him, so might be able to get some uh, information on that a little bit later. It was like an 05, like, orange. There were two orange Mustangs out there, which was very confusing. And he had, like, he had, like, stickers, and it might have had, like, a white stripe on the side. Okay. Um, it was like it was the the earlier version of the newest like facelift, right? Not like the 2017 facelift, right? Because I'm pretty sure there was another one out there that was like the the, like 20, 2015, the 2015 was when they went to IRS and had a, a facelift. Yeah, I think, so I yeah. think there was one that was that, and then and then it was orange, and then there was one earlier. Okay, yeah, like the the 0405, yeah, yeah, like yeah. retro style. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one that I was talking about. Okay. He just like disappeared, like you were in this pack together, kind of, um, and then he was just gone. Uh, for honestly, like, I don't remember. For like a, uh, what felt like a half, about a half a lap or something like that. I remember one of the only cars that I gave point buys to, like on the regular, was that newer orange Mustang. Yeah, that, that, that dude was crazy fast. Yeah. But um, the guy, you mentioned the fit being super loud. <laughs> I feel really bad because I can't remember the guy's name, but that's just how I roll. I don't remember anyone's name. But he was also, he went with us on Rolling Up the Blue Ridge. Like, yeah, I've met him fall, before. I just can't think of his. And he was at. Uh, grid life mm. this weekend as well running the same packs as Adam right. which was cool so it was nice to see that out there again Jordan's now catching up to it looks like a 2017 2016 maybe model year uh, GTI be interesting to see them in closer comparison when they come back around Literally the only reason that I'm able to pass these other cars is because I'm on, like, stupid tires. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fully aware. That's the only reason I'm able to keep up with these other things. I'm fully aware. <laughs> but it's but it's just hilarious. Like, when we talk about it all the time, it's like tires. Like, yeah, and tires is literally everything. That's the whole game. It's the yeah. whole thing. Oh, now the Orange Mustang has now caught up to Jordan. He might, he might have just... It almost seems like he he stopped into the maybe into the pits or somewhere uh, simply to get away from the people that he was around. He uh, seems like he might actually be a little frustrated, um, but I thought he was either not doing so well or uh, maybe his car was not performing as he thought it would. But um, he seems to be driving much better now. Uh, Jordan now passed by the Mustang and losing ground to the GTI uh, coming out of well coming out of the faster part of the track I should say so not that I'm surprised at all uh, in a hundred horsepower car that he's being left behind by you know cars with 
several times as many horsepowers, but um, I know that the twisty bit of the track is his favorite part, and he will probably say that he doesn't care necessarily to go very fast on the longer bits, but prefers much more the challenge of the twisty end of the track. Jordan and the Mustang both stacked up behind an FRS. Both of them seem to be itching to get by. Golf R32 seems to be really pushing it now. Looks like he's having fun. They've both passed the FRS now. You can see coming out of it. Oh, and Adam has made his way past this Miata. It's coming through now. Looks like he's now comes the orange Mustang and then hot pursuit. Fascinating to watch the all-wheel drive cars and the front-wheel drive cars seem to be taking similar lines while most of the rear-wheel drive cars taking much, uh, much later apex approaches. So, you want to talk about the weird lines yeah. around turn seven? Yeah, so we, we kind of talked about this last time, I think. But so, through turns five and six, they're like, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's it's a right and a left, and you can you can basically drive from the apex of five in a straight line to the apex of six, like kind of like you're you know supposed to, right? And what most of the, most of the front-wheel drive cars and all-wheel drive cars, and Jordan included, were doing was hit, like clipping the apex of five, driving straight in a straight line through six towards seven and then hugging seven early and and close and apexing really early and then kind of fading out and seven is like this really broad right-handed almost double apex it's, kind of turn it's very odd it's like a large hairpin yeah kind of. it's a very very i guess it's not that odd of a turn but it's 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 pretty weird to drive like my my instructor I've done two HPDEs there now, but the instructor the first time, he was, like, super nice and, like, great guy and everything, but he didn't really, he wasn't super helpful as far as, like, telling me what to do goes. Sure. The guy I had this most recent time was very much the opposite. <laughs> he, I mean, he was, a, he was a great guy, super nice dude, but he was, like, he was really kicking my ass to, like, make me not suck. Right. Uh, Which is what you want. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally cool. Yeah. But, like, basically... We would, if you can pull up, I know this is really dumb to listen to, but if you can, if you pull up a track map of Dominion, you come out of turn four, I would basically just slightly lift to tuck the front end into turn five, and then full throttle all the way from five through six, and then just dive bomb the out of the inside curbing at the early, early apex for seven, and brake super hard, super late, and just stay super tight around the turn, and then track out to go into eight, rather than doing any kind of, like, you know, out-in-out apexing-type thing. Which, then, if you conversely watched, like, that white Porsche GT3 that was going around the track, he was going... Like, super wide in with, like, a mega late apex. Like, the total opposite of what I was doing. Yeah, so so this Porsche would, would take late apex turn five, right? And hug the right side of the track. Cut across six. So he's in the middle or to the left of the, of the center of the track. Approaching seven. And then he would do this, like, crazy outside line 
super duper late apex turn seven and and then not even really fade all the way to the outside you know after turn seven so he was basically apexing so late that there wasn't even a turn anymore it was just going straight from straight through his outside line all the way to the breaking zone for turn eight yeah so is turn it's a level turn to yeah eight. yeah uh-huh. in my mind it sounds like he was just trying to keep maximum velocity yeah eight. Probably it's just the the dichotomy was so strong because you got a bunch of different cars out there. You know they're not all taking the same line. Yeah. There's also a uh, GTR R35 GTR out there, the one with the big crazy oh, super yeah, with the, wing, the, the gooseneck wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was doing like the same thing? So he was doing a lot of like trail braking and like different mm-hmm. things like that, just to keep the front end under, under control. But like that car, like those two cars were just so different. Yeah. You know? and, and you know there was the gambit in between, so there was like the like I said, the front-wheel drive and the all-wheel drive people doing like a lot of what Jordan was doing, and then the GT3 was the extreme other end, you know. But then people like the Mustangs and the Camaros and stuff like that were doing a kind of an in-between that sort of line. After one of my sessions, my instructor basically gave me a ride-along in his Miata. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an NA Miata, I guess. I don't know if it was an X-Spec Miata, but it was a caged car, like it was a full race car. Mm-hmm. But he just like wanted to show me what he was talking about when he was ta- talking to me stuff about braking and what lines to take and stuff. And he was taking similar lines. That's a rear wheel drive car, but he was mm-hmm. taking very similar lines to what he was telling me to. Maybe, do. maybe it's a weight thing. I don't. That's I don't know. what I think. I don't know. It, it might. It might well be a weight thing. It was just very interesting to see the yeah. dichotomy. And the Porsches you usually drive weird anyway because sure, they're engine. Sure. Sure. Not sure how long this session is supposed to last been recording a good 17 or 18 minutes now and everybody seems to have backed down a little bit this might be a cool down lap of sorts sessions are about 30 minutes spoiler alert i was wrong (laughs) again we can get some more details when jordan joins me on the wall here Hopefully Pierce is on his way as well. He said he was going to come this way. You hear that? You hear that, folks? We we thought we thought. <laughs> okay. When I say we again, what what I mean is me. What I okay. thought was going to happen was that Pierce was going to show up. Jordan was going to get done with his session right at about the same time, and then we would stand where I was standing on the wall and watch another session together and go over this. See, that would have been cool. That would have been neat. <laughs> Pierce is a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it didn't happen. Uh, you know, there's... We, yeah, he had other stuff going on. He didn't make it out. He had other stuff. Uh, and then Jordan only had a couple of minutes, basically, between se- between yeah. the two sessions, including eating. So. Yeah, I think... Because that, that was the session yeah. before lunch. So I came off the track and I like... Was dra- starving. Drank a ton of water and then I went. we went and got and got lunch. And then it was pretty much time to go get back in the car and get ready again. Right. So, yeah. I say people were going slow, but... Mr. R32 uh, apparently didn't get that memo. there from Jordan. I'm not sure if he understeered out of seven or not. Looks like he was carrying a little bit more speed than he might have intended through the end of the turn. He really hits the uh, the apex hard in turn five and through turn six and then seems to dive right at the at the curbing and at the beginning of turn seven. 
hug it all the way through the apex and then fade towards the outside. Very polarizing lines considering the, what, the, what the Porsche was doing before. came in super hot like oh, he, really? he he i don't know if he just missed the breaking point or something but it was like I, I, I remember that he he came in super hot to turn seven totally blew past any turning point and was like way out in the dusty bit and i was like it was yeah like, once, once you get out there the grip goes away pretty fast yeah and it was he was understeering real bad it was i thought he was going off the track for a second mm. I don't think it happens this session. I think it happened in the third session of the day. I felt really bad again for I I can't remember the fit fit driver's name. I'm really sorry, but I I passed him. I guess on the ba on the on the main straight, and then he was like right on me for like most of the lap. And then like as soon as we go around turn uh, eight, I looked or I guess going through turn. Eight to nine, I like looked in my rearview mirror to make sure I didn't need to give him a point by for the next straight because he was he was booking it. But like I looked in my mirror and he had like gone off the track. I was like super worried, but I think he was all right. I think he just I don't think he damaged his car or anything. Just just went off a little bit. But I think that was one of the only like big offs that I saw that day. There weren't. I don't think anybody really crashed or anything like that. I don't think so. so. Yeah, pretty pretty safe day, I guess. And that fit seems to have it pretty dialed. He's looked quick through turn seven here all day. Coming through five and six are it's Adam, followed very closely by Jordan. This is fun. I'm sure they're both uh, enjoying that. You guys started like not really close to each other yeah. and then through passing and being passed and stuff like that ended up right next to each other. Yeah. That was, that was like really fun. I, and I and I don't think it was like that like the lap before that. There was like a car or two between you the lap before that and then you came around and you were like right next to each other. It was like, <laughs> oh hey! <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that how that ends up working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, his, his car is a lot of fun to, to watch. I'm sure. I think this might be the end of the session. I'm hearing some people roll back in through the entry road, maybe. Jordan just drove by. Uh, his, his instructor was making very large clapping motions, and I could actually hear him clapping through, you know, through the windows and everything. Well, I guess the window's open, but, you know, across the track I could hear him clapping. I'm not sure if he was con congratulating Jordan because he seemed to have done an excellent, excellent job out there. And uh, he seemed to actually be the, him in that orange Mustang seemed to be the last ones passed. So I'm going to relocate and see if I can't find him. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in a second. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what he was saying. It was oh. it was just so hilarious. I, I mean, I met the guy. I talked to, we talked to him for a second. Yeah, yeah. He's a very animated person. Yes. So, but I just he was it was just so hilarious because you were seriously like the last car in, I think. Yeah. And you just went by, and the dude is just like making these huge <laughs> arm like like full body huge clapping motions. I was like, what is happening out there? If if I had to guess, it was probably him emphasizing, you have to break harder here. You have to break harder. Like, 
That was like his biggest thing all day. Like I, for example, like at the beginning of the day, going down the main straight to break into turn one, they have like you know numbered brake markers, and I was started breaking at the four because I'm a giant pansy. So I was breaking at the four, and by the end of the day, I was breaking at like slightly after the three so like the two and a half ish mm-hmm. which like when that it doesn't seem like a lot just talking about it but when you're in the car you're going that's like past the point where your stomach drops and you go oh dear sweet god i'm not gonna make this turn <laughs> but it totally works yeah the car yeah. stops really good good yeah it <laughs> better I, I went through like three quarters of the front brake pads in one day really yeah it was crazy yeah, Adam. Adam had to change his in the middle of the day. He had to change them again at Grid Life. Did he? he, really? he he's going through pads like like money on that car. I mean, it's a heavy car. What it do you is. Do? Anyway, I think we got we got other people showing up for the I guess either other episode or other part of this episode. However, it ends up being. But I think we should break it up. So yeah, we can we can figure it out. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, oh, can... follow me at on Instagram at the Daily Downshift. Blog is dailydownshift.blogspot.com. And I think we have a Gmail account now, or, or a, an email account. Oh, right? we do. Uh, is it Beer and Backfire? I think it's just Beer and Backfire at gmail.com. I yeah, so sure if you'd like to email us uh, some show suggestions, topics, oh, comments, concerns, uh, all the things, uh, it's beer and, beer and backfire at gmail.com. Yeah, so send us an email. Tell us how much you hate us and whatnot. Thank you. We love Bye. you. Bye.